Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. All right. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. There were, I think I mentioned in the last episode, there are about 50 downloads per episode, which is equals roughly 50 subscribers, uh, listeners. So thanks for the feedback. Um, thank you for uh, those of you who are tuning into the frequency that this podcast broadcasts at and the attempt um, is to have that frequency be truthful or a frequency which seeks truth. It's not a frequency um, which uh, seeks to be distorted. Uh, My intention um, for myself in all of this is to connect with the Holy Spirit, uh, the particular avenue that I use or the structure Uh, which I use and or employ to connect with the Holy Spirit, is the Course in Miracles, or A Course in Miracles, as it is referred to, um, as it is entitled, I guess. Um, If you want um, very workable breakdowns of the Course in Miracles and what it is ultimately all about, Marianne Williamson is a brilliant resource. She is a brilliant minister um, of the Course in Miracles. Um, and you can just watch her videos. One of my favorite ones is just Google how to manifest Marianne Williamson or how to place your future in the hands of God, Marianne Williamson. Um, I feel as if I'm being uh, slowly but surely called to be a minister myself. I personally um, find uh, the course to be exactly what it claims to be, which is a course in miracles. Uh, miracles not being anything flashy, um, no burning bushes, no Red Seas parting. Um, they're really just, miracles are just uh, the, the ways that your thoughts change directions when you are connected to something greater than yourself. I'm on, I believe, lesson 311 or 12 um, today. Uh, there are 365 daily lessons. I've been um, a student for five or six years, maybe maybe even seven years. Um, but uh, several months ago, in May or June, um, I went out to the desert um, to stay in Joshua Tree for a few days. I grabbed the Course of Miracles book, and um, it just wrapped itself around me in a way I cannot describe. And miraculous shifts happened over the course of the few days that I spent out there. Um, near Joshua Tree, and uh, I came back, um, and everything everything shifted. Um, but basically, there are two ways to think. There is the thinking that is associated with the ego, which is all about getting, gaining, surviving, fear, uh, betrayal. You know, you could even argue, argue murder. Um, uh, it's very self-serving. It's very self-seeking. It's very reptilian. Um, David Hawkins will, you know, will say that the Course in Miracles actually sort of um, bashes the ego a little bit too much, um, but uh, because it does have a, a very significant survival component, um, there we, we had to, you know, creatures, organisms had to um, had to uh, evolve um, higher uh, organizational thinking skills um, 
problem solving skills and whatnot so as um, to survive. And so there is a, a survival um, evolutionary component in um, the thinking of the ego, an evolutionary survival based component. Does that make sense? In um, the, the, the purpose that the ego serves. Um, but the ego, um, which is basically an insane little person that lives inside your head and tells you to do crazy things all day long. Um, the ego, uh, the ego's goal is uh, destruction and you can see a lot of egos at play currently in the world. Um, and then there are, there is correspondingly the thinking uh, or conversely, I guess, uh, the the thinking of the Holy Spirit or the thinking of God. Um, and it's rooted in peace. It's rooted in forgiveness. It's rooted in universal oneness. Um, it's rooted in heaven on earth. Um, and it's really displayed um, in a very, there's, there's nothing really woo-woo about the Course in Miracles. Um, it's not very glamorous. Um, it's only for it's for devout uh, people who are really um, devout spiritual students. It's very. It's typically not the first. Um, it's typically not the first thing that spiritual aspirants grab onto. Um, it's not the first avenue that they grasp onto, um, or the first uh, spiritual structure, I guess, that they wrap their heads around. Um, very often, spiritual students begin on a much more um, kind of traditional, what is described as woo-woo path. Um, in the sense that they will um, be into uh, chanting and, you know, the, the crystals and the energy healing vortexes and the spirit guides and, and that stuff's, that stuff's great. Uh, inter- it's, it's a good introduction to higher consciousness. Um, but the, you know, spirituality happens um, when it becomes time to, when it becomes time for the application of spiritual principles. Spirituality begins... Um, when your neighbor's an asshole and um, you pray for him instead of start a fight with him. Um, that doesn't mean that you let him get away with being an asshole and that you don't search yourself, right? Um, but spirituality um, is, uh, it happens when, when life happens. And, you know, I've, I, I, uh, I want to protect, protect the traditions, um, but the 12-step path is um, also, which you will see a lot of overlap between the 12-step programs and the Course in Miracles and anything that is truly, like a, a truly uh, workable, applicable, spiritual um, program or structure, you'll see a lot of overlap um, between um, truly authentic, um, spiritual, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word that's slipping me. Uh, we'll just call them structures. Uh, spiritual p- spiritual structures, you'll see overlap, and you'll also see that they're typically uh, very non-glamorous, um, and that the, the stewards of these um, programs um, or courses are, they, they really just, they really just blend in. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of this surfer dude, um, and, you know, that's just, that's just the costume that I've been uh, given to wear in this lifetime, and um, you know nobody knows that I'm praying silent prayers for people everywhere I go, all the time. Um, and uh, it was funny. I was at the gas station yesterday, and <laughs> last night I went to get the I went to get coffee at the gas station, 
um, I get my coffee at night and then I have it. <laughs> I should really just have a coffee machine, but I have it. Uh, I get it the night before because I'm such a caffeine fiend um, and I just have it sitting out. Um, like I just sit it out all night. And so I basically wake up in the morning and I do my yoga. And then when yoga is done, I drink my cold coffee and just straight from yoga to cold coffee cold gas station coffee, but uh, I went to the gas station last night to get my evening cup, and the uh, the gas station attendants have all of a sudden become baristas also, and this dude was just so fucking pissed. He was just going crazy, and his coworker, who I think is the manager of the gas station, told him that he needed to change his gloves before he poured my cup of coffee, because that was the protocol, and and he just, he just went completely, he just went completely crazy, and... Um, went into this rather grandiose uh, display of disgust for the policy that had been handed down by the gas station, by the fascist gas station uh, manager, and threw this complete fit. Um, and I swear he like tried to breathe in the direction of the coffee that he was pouring for me, or, or he did breathe in the direction of it. It was just weird, but um, that was before he... Um, he uh, that was before she directed him, and so he pulled his scarf up when he poured my cup of coffee. You bet your ass I was watching him. There was going to be no breathing into my cup of coffee because this guy was fundamentally non-compliant anyway. Um, so I don't want the breath of a non-compliant citizen in my coffee. But uh, I just felt so bad for the dude because think about this dude. He's like stuck behind a gas station counter. And now some asshole comes in and wants coffee. And so he had to go through this whole rigmarole just to pour me a cup of coffee, right? And put on the gloves and take off the pair of gloves he had on because he handled cash. Put on another pair of special coffee pouring gloves that I've noticed they have. And then pour me this cup of coffee with his bandana, right? And it's not coffee time. It's like 7 o'clock at night. And he's probably thinking, why the fuck does this dude want coffee anyway? It's nighttime, right? Um, and I could just feel his pain and his anger and his rage and his frustration. And this is the type of person that goes crazy and, you know, does crazy things that happen when crazy times fall upon people. And uh, so I just sat there praying for him. I just sat there sending him a silent blessing, sending love his way. And I have a pretty good rapport with the with the person who was his manager. And she was kind of doing her best to, you know, like a friendly gas station <laughs> worker, uh, customer rapport, you know, like, please, thank you. You know, thank you for your service type of a rapport. Right. Um, and uh, and so she was kind of eyeing me out of the corner of my eye, like, I'm sorry for this jackass. And. I didn't care. I just sat there sending him a silent blessing, you know, and sitting there wearing a Descendants shirt, you know, and uh, a Descendants shirt with a teenage bottle rocket sweatshirt on top of it, right? And uh, and and sending this person prayers, and that person picks up on the vibration of them, right? Everybody does. You can send silent um, blessings and prayers uh, to whomever you want, whenever you want, and that's that's miraculous thinking, and there's nothing grandiose about that. Right. Um, there's nothing, um, you know, there's nothing flashy about that. That's just this very humble thing, even though maybe I'm humble bragging a little bit. There might be a little humble bragging going on, but whatever. That's just sort of I didn't tell him I was praying for him. You know, I wasn't um, going to you know, pull out my beads and recite a mantra in his direction from the lotus position. I just sent him some love because that's all this dude was doing. He was begging for love. He was 
He was pleading for love. He was saying, somebody love me. This this life that all of a sudden has happened to me, it just hurts so fucking bad. It hurts. I don't want to pour this dude coffee. I don't want to put on these gloves. I don't have enough money, right? Maybe he got fired for it. Who knows, you know? But this dude needed love. And now I'm not going to tell him right there in the moment that I'm loving him and that I'm sending him a vibrational love frequency, Right? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to humbly shoot some love in his direction. And we all have the opportunities to switch our thinking from the switching from the thinking of the ego, right? which would have went, fuck that dude. Fucking, you know, you should have seen him fucking copping a fucking attitude with me. Now I'm going to go home and fucking post on social media about what a fucking asshole the fucking gas station attendant is. And, you know, how the fucking, you know, that fucking girl that works behind the counter with him should have fucking fired him on the spot. That's the thinking of the ego. That's what the ego will have you do. Uh, the ego will have you fuck it up for everybody. Right? And, um, and there were people behind me in line who were thinking that about him. You know? And, and, and that's not what the world needs right now. And that's, that's miraculous thinking. It's very simple. It's just from fear to love from hatred to love and love ultimately is all there is right and this i you know i don't know what the hell is going on with this with this situation with covid-19 and if if the the conspiracy stuff is 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 accurate you know but all i know is that the the conspiracy stuff seems to land just vibrationally energetically it seems to make more sense than what the news is peddling and it's not to even remotely suggest that people aren't getting sick, that people aren't dying, that, you know, that, that this thing isn't something to watch out for. Um, there just seems to be a, a, an overall fundamental suppression of the truth um, and a fundamental oppression of the people. Um, and it's a really fascinating time to be alive. And I just catch myself going deeper and deeper inward on my journey. And I think I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. Um, Kundalini yoga at or before dawn. I actually slept into like 6.15 today, but whatever. Must have needed the rest. Uh, wake up, shock yourself, shock myself with a cold shower. Last thing I want to fucking do in the morning is get in that cold shower. I tell you what, it's just like fucking torture getting in the cold shower and it hits you and the shock to the system and you stay in there long enough um, and and it's not so cold by the time you get out. And, and when you pull something like that off in the pre-dawn hours, you have just a little bit of an edge on the rest of the human beings doing the human being thing today. And that's warrior training. And they don't train warriors by giving them bubble baths. They train warriors by giving them cold showers. Maybe literally and or metaphorically. Maybe when you do a really good job of being a warrior that day, you can take a bubble bath at the end of it, which very often I take hot showers at the end of the day. But anyway, um, that's a shock to the system, right? And 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 this these are the sort of things I'm having to take on as a result of having my freedom taken away, uh, my surfing taken away. Surf's been shit lately anyway, but that's not the point. Um, having the freedom for me uh, to go to the coffee shop taken away. It's gone. I can't go see those people that I love at the coffee shop anymore, right? And my new barista is this grumpy ass dude at the gas station who's about to go postal because somebody told him to put a glove on, right? Um, and so, 
each of us is forced to to go deeper and deeper inward. You know, and I, I posted some this thing about Bill Gates um, on on Facebook today and his vaccination programs, and there there's just something to there's just something about a person that's got 107 billion dollars that is fundamentally suspect, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there's just I I get that he gives so much of it away. Um, I, I get that, you know, that he's this philanthropist and all that, but there's just something interesting there. What is interesting, you know, what's interesting about a person that has $107 billion or whatever it is? What is, what, what is going on inside of that machine, right? And we talk about God versus the Holy Spirit, the ego, or rather the ego versus the Holy Spirit, the thinking of the ego versus the thinking of God. Now, this is a very powerful being. This is a very powerful spirit. I actually believe Donald Trump is a very powerful spirit. Um, and it's, it's, it's just fascinating to ponder what makes that being tick. What is the ghost that lives inside of the machine or the skin suit known as Bill Gates? What's going on there? Tell me about the ghost that exists inside of the machine known as Donald Trump. In a few episodes, I mentioned Donald Trump as the archetypal fool. And you can start to see that he is being controlled by forces beyond him. Fauci um, and... And there's and 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 I'm not sure whoever else, but you can just sort of see that he's his egoistic grasp on things is slipping, and he is he is presenting as more and more the puppet of powers which are beyond him. Um, it's 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 fascinating to witness. And uh, Course in Miracles, to I, I didn't plan on this becoming a Course in Miracles uh, talk, but uh, it's such a gigantic part of my life, I'll probably be introducing it more um, or, or referencing it more. But there's, uh, I believe, Lesson 74, um, I'm Under No Law But God's. And um, there's a, it's, it's interesting because I watched a video on it two days ago on Course in Miracles Lesson 74. Um, I hadn't paid it as much of attention as I should have at the time when I actually did it, but um, there's a whole little paragraph on, on vaccinations in and and immunizations in the actual course in the actual lesson now if you don't know what the course of miracles is um just beginning to wrap your head around it is an endeavor in and of itself and it's only going to find you if it's meant to find you it's kind of like you know the the programs the anonymous programs they're only going to find you if they're if you're ready for them but um there's this whole little section on um immunizations, which I found completely fascinating, right? Um, and we are actually not subject to the laws of the egos that are in charge. We are only subject to God's laws, whatever God looks like. So whoever God is to you, you are only subject to he, she, or its laws, right? So um, very interesting times we are living in, um, very fascinating phenomenon, to witness, to observe, to be a part of, to co-create inside of. Very interesting and fascinating adaptations we are all being um, forced to make. Um, and the strong, the intuitive, um, and the coachable, um, those who are willing to look within, um, and the purposeful will survive, right? 
and they could also thrive. And you're seeing adaptation happen all over the place. I got an amazing burrito at the taco stand in Encinitas yesterday. Um, they're just doing carryout. I didn't even think about it. So good. And I just put the fear of the fucking COVID to the side and went and got my California burrito and ate it in my car, and it was freaking delicious. So check out the taco stand if you live in Encinitas um, or in North County. I actually live in uh, North County, San Diego. I live in Oceanside, but I drove to Encinitas to get a burrito. It's that worth it. Anyway, thanks for tuning in again. I'll catch you next time on the Magic Pisces podcast. Have a great day. Bye.